Comedian Lucille Ball starred on this half-hour weekly situation comedy about a wife named Liz Cooper, who, like Lucy on I Love Lucy, had a talent for getting into trouble. Her ever-patient, loving husband, George, was first played by film star Lee Bowman, and then for most of the series run by Richard Denning. The series was written by the same people who later made I Love Lucy a hit television show, Bob Carroll Jr. and Madeline Pugh. It was also written by its director, Jess Oppenheimer. Heard in supporting roles were Ruth Perot as Katie, the maid, Gail Gordon as George, George's boss, Rudolph Atterbury, B. Benedirette as Iris Atterbury, Hans Conried as the Cooper's next-door neighbor, Mr. Wood, who had 11 children and was always tired, and Frank Nelson, who played various roles on the show. My Favorite Husband was based on a book by Isabel Scott Rorick called Mr. and Mrs. Cougat. Now, I've mentioned this before. The, the first few episodes, they were named Cougat, but the band leader, Xavier Cougat, threatened to sue them because he didn't want people thinking that the show was about his family. So they changed the name to Cooper. Anyway, this is My Favorite Husband, and it is an episode from... November 6, 1948, and it's entitled Katie, she's the maid, and Roscoe. Thank you for listening. This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. My name is John Lovering, and I am your host. for My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball. AFN Europe presents the radio comedy series My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. You should not have do the dishes. Oh, Katie, why didn't you stay up in your room? I'm practically finished. Just one more dish and I'm through. I'm through. <laughs> Are you feeling any better, Katie? Oh, I'm not really sick, Mrs. Kurat. I'm just worried. Worried? Are you in any kind of trouble, Katie? Yes. You see, I have a boyfriend, Roscoe Miller. I haven't seen him in 15 years. 15 years? Now, don't you let him rush you into anything. <laughs> oh, no, I won't. You see, we've been corresponding. Roscoe's very wealthy, and somewhere he got the idea that I was wealthy, too. Uh, someone wrote and told him I travel in fancy society. Well, now, who told him a thing like that? I did. Oh. <laughs> well, I had matrimonial designs on him, and I wanted to, to sound glamorous. And, and now he's coming to town, and he'll stop in and see me. Oh, what'll I do, Mrs. Cougar? Oh, can't you write to him and tell him not to come? No, I sent him a letter, but he'd already left. It was returned to me here. Let me see. Dearest Roscoe, I was utterly charmed to receive your gracious note and hasten to reply as soon as I got done reading it. Uh, those fancy words don't sound like the real me. Well, the real you keeps popping through every so often. In your last letter, you said my dinner party sounded like I was eating with the upper set. I don't know how you could tell from way out there in Kansas, but as long as you're interested, I now have... 
have a new lower set and can eat better than ever. <laughs> oh, Katie, it's a lucky thing this letter came back. Oh, Mrs. Cougar, what lie do I just can't let him know I've been fibbing to him? Oh, I'll go out of town. Oh, now, Katie. Oh, I can't see him. I know. I'll kill myself. Oh, now be sensible. There must be something we can do. <gasps> of course. It's very simple. I saw them do it in a movie once. The lady of the house played the maid, and the maid was the lady of the house. <laughs> It'll be kind of fun, Katie. I'll be your maid, and you can be everything you said you were. Well, do you really think we could get away with it? Certainly. Meet Liz, your new maid. If you want anything, just call, ma'am. <laughs> This fence of yours fits me, Mrs. Cougar. There. How does it look? No, not that one, Katie. It's too tight. Oh, but it's such a pretty shade of yellow. I know, but it's too tight. You look like a ripe banana. <laughs> oh, really? It's not bad. Let me walk around in it. I'll show you. All right. <laughs> what was that? Banana split. <laughs> That's all right, Katie. It was an old dress. What about this one? Oh, it's beautiful, but I might split it, too. Well, I guess we might as well give up. I'm just too fat for your clothes. Oh, fiddle-faddle. Well, that's just it. My fiddle's okay, but I'm too big in the faddle. <laughs> well, try it on. Yes, ma'am. And you've got to remember I'm not ma'am. I'm Liz, the maid. All right. Liz. Good. Now, you remember that, won't you? Yes, ma'am. Oh, Katie. How does that dress feel? Oh, fine, except for one thing. I can't sit down. Oh, you're exaggerating. Oh, Mrs. Cougat is here. Give me your apron. There, Don, do I look like a maid? Oh, you look okay. And now remember, let Ross go in, take his hat, and show him into the living room. All right, all right. Now, you go on in. I'll get the door. Oh, I'm so excited. Good afternoon. Is the lady of the house in? Yes, madam is expecting you. May I take your hat? Oh, sure, here. This way, please. There she is. Well, aren't you going to say anything to each other? I never saw him before in my life. You didn't? What's going on here? Don't ask me. I just came here to collect for the newspaper. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm Katie. Yes, ma'am. Hey, the maid's giving the orders. What'd you do, lady? Lose an election, but <laughs> Here's your money. Goodbye. Oh, too bad that was a false alarm. I had myself all primed. Oh, gee, I wish I could sit down. I'm weak. Well, stiffen up and I'll lean you against something. <laughs> Say, what does this Roscoe look like? Well, when I first met him, he was tall, dark, and handsome and had flowing hair. He uh, sent me a picture recently. Is he still tall, dark, and handsome? Uh, no. Somehow he managed to get short and dumpy. <laughs> you know, that happens to a lot of men. And their hair stops flowing and just sort of trickles. <laughs> oh, that must be him. Well, go back in the living room. I'll get it. You open the door, take his hat, show him in. Good afternoon. I'm Roscoe Miller. Oh, no. <laughs> Won't you come in? May I take your hat? No, thank you. Madam is waiting in the living room. May I take your hat? No, thank you. I'll tell her you're here. May I take your hat? 
Young lady, this may come as quite a shock to you, but I'm not wearing a hat. into the living room. What are you staring at? I haven't seen anybody curtsy in years. <laughs> oh, Roscoe! Katie! Oh, come in and sit down, Roscoe. Oh, thank you, Katie, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, ain't you gonna sit down too, Katie? Oh! No, no, I'll stand. Oh, come on, Katie. Sit down by me here on the couch, huh? No, no, no. I always stand. Uh, but why? Uh, well, I, um, uh, well, I... She wants to be ready in case somebody plays the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> yes, that's it. I'm very patriotic. Oh, you're talking, Bosch. Come on, sit down here. Roscoe, Roscoe, let go of my arm. <laughs> well, there goes her patriotism. <laughs> Excuse me, please. I'll go get the food. Well, Rasto, tell me all about yourself. No, 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 Katie. You tell me all about yourself. <clears throat> no, Rasto, I want to hear about you. You never married, did you? I can't understand why some girl didn't snap you up. Well, Katie, you want to know something? <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> You're not married, are you, Katie? No, Rasto. Just like I wrote you in my letters, I don't even have any boyfriends. Then whose cigar is that in the ashtray? Cigar? Oh, oh dear. It's... It's... Mine. You? <laughs> yes, there's nothing I like better than a good cigar. Well, here, have one of mine. Corona, Corona, here, I'll light it for you. Oh, no, I, I don't feel like smoking right now. I'll, I'll just hold it. It uh, looks like a real expensive cigar. Yeah. Hey, I thought you didn't have any boyfriends, Katie. Well, here's a picture of a handsome young devil, and it's inscribed, yeah, to my darling wife. On our first anniversary. Oh, yes, yes. I, I guess I did marry him, but I divorced him right after. Oh. Here's another in a hockey uniform. It says, to my wonderful wife on our fifth anniversary. It does? Well, I, I married him later. Uh, we were divorced right after that. Looks like the same fella. Well, it does. Well, I mean, uh, they were twins. <laughs> Pardon me, madam, but how do you get the cream and sugar into those little tea bags? <laughs> Never, mind. Never mind the tea. Just stay here and have a cigar. <laughs> what? Well, you see, Roscoe's been asking me about my husband. He saw the pictures. Uh-oh. She doesn't seem to make sense. Oh, I'm so sorry you brought it up, Mr. Miller. I should have warned you. We don't speak of him around here. It upsets her. Oh, Katie, I'm sorry. What happened? You tell him, Liz. Yes, tell me. I, I sense something strange. I'm anxious to know what the story is going to be. So am I. Uh, I mean, well, it seems he left here one night. Seven years ago, and, and, and we haven't heard from him since. No. Yes. 
And he took the children with him. No. Yes. And he took her automobile with him. The cab? No, the Buick. <laughs> and then we heard the bad news. Uh, Katie, you don't have to torture yourself by listening to this, you know. Oh, it's all right, Roscoe. I want to see how it comes out. <laughs> Uh, well, the police came, and uh, we learned the money was missing. He knew the, the grand jury was going to indict him, and the strain was too much. You mean? Yes, amnesia. <laughs> He's wandering the world somewhere, not even knowing who he is. No, 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 no. Katie, Katie, don't you cry. Oh, I can't help it. That's the saddest story I ever heard. <laughs> Now, maybe you'll find him someplace. What was his name? Esther. Uh, uh, Adolf. Adolf Jensen. Katie, I'm going to help you find this man. I'll hire a detective agency. Now, you tell me, where did you meet this uh, Adolf Jensen? At the country At club. The <laughs> I beg your pardon? At the bank. At the country club. Katie, certainly you know where you met your husband. Uh, well, it was such a long time ago. How long? Eight years. Ten years. Ten years. Eight years. <laughs> I'll get it. Excuse me. Uh, now, you try to get hold of yourself, Katie. Corey Cartwright, am I glad to see you. Step out here on the porch. Liz, dear, what's the matter? You've got to help me. I'm in a jam. Now, look. Katie's old boyfriend is in there, and she wrote and told him she was wealthy. And now he thinks her husband is a bank embezzler, and I think he's getting wise. You lost me around that last curve. <laughs> Corey, try to understand. Roscoe Miller is Katie's old boyfriend who thinks she's married to Adolph Jensen. Adolph has amnesia because he embezzled a bank, and we've got to get rid of Roscoe before George comes home and he finds out the truth. Now, is that clear? Sure. You just condensed the plot of the last three years of Ma Perkins. <laughs> Now, just do me a favor and get rid of that man in our living room. Take him anywhere. Well, I'll take him downtown and drop him somewhere. I was going to the railroad station anyway. Oh, are you meeting someone? No, but a lot of pretty girls travel on trains, and they're always kissing their friends hello and goodbye. I get down there just before train time. In the excitement, they don't know who they're kissing. <laughs> oh, sorry. Now you forget about that and get rid of Roscoe for us. Dress, Mrs. Cougat. I worked on it for an hour, but it's ripped too bad to fix. You can take it out of my salary. Oh, nonsense, Katie. Hello? Hi, dear. How are things going? Oh, hello, George. Everything's fine. Uh, you're not cooking dinner, are you? <laughs> no, Katie's much better. You don't have to worry. Oh, good. Say, uh, is it all right if I bring a friend home? Oh, certainly. Who is it? Anyone I know? No, he's a stranger in town. Uh, happened in and bought some bonds from me. His name's uh, Miller, Roscoe Miller. Liz? Liz? Oh, I guess we were disconnected. Oh, George, no! George, hello? Oh, he hung up. Oh, what's the matter, Mrs. Cougar? Just call me Liz. What? We've been held over, Katie. We've got to give a repeat show for the West Coast. <laughs> 
don't understand. I don't know how, but somewhere George has found Roscoe, and he's bringing him home for dinner. Oh, no, I can't go through it again, Mrs. Cougar. Call him back. Tell him I'm sick, anything. I'll call him right away. Can you imagine, Bessie? Oh, darn. Somebody's on this party line. If I had been you, Rosie, I'd have loved him once. <laughs> I would have, Bessie, but how would it look? He's two feet shorter than me. Gee, you should always tell him about those elevated shoes. <laughs> I did. And guess what? I give up, hey. <laughs> They get off the line. <clears throat> Same real thing. I think we got company on the line. Hey, big ears, if you want to hear something, why don't you turn on the radio? I think they heard me. Oh, why don't they hang up? I know just what to tell George. I'll say I have locked your... Locked jaw? Yes, and I can't eat dinner. How does this sound? Mm, don't come home tonight, George. I have locked jaw. Locked jaw. Oh, it sounds sick, all right. Oh, I hope they're through talking. What do you then, Ruthie? Ah. <laughs> he stopped the car and told me we were out of gas. Can you imagine? No kidding. And you believe them? But I'd like to use this phone. Uh-oh. Miss Budinsky's back again. <laughs> Make like you don't hear her. We got right. Now, what were you saying, dearie? Oh, they're going to be on there all day. Well, isn't there anything you can do? I've got an idea. Be very quiet now. And there we were, just the two of us under the stars. He gazed into my eyes and I gazed into his and... <laughs> How could you gaze into each other's eyes if you were so much taller than him? I was sitting down and he was standing up. <laughs> You're so smart. Pardon the interruption, please. This is a supervisor. We are putting this line out of service temporarily. Hang up, please. Don't look now, but nosy Josie's back again. <laughs> This line, this is an emergency. Oh, yeah? What kind of an emergency? Uh, my house is on fire. Then there's only one decent thing for us to do, Ruthie. Yeah. We'll go over and help her toast marshmallows. <laughs> Very funny. A real thing. Yes, yes. Hang on a minute. I want to see how my roast is doing. Don't hang up. I won't. Oh, Katie, I've got them now. Oh, Ruthie. Yes, yes. Uh, sorry, i got to go now. My roast is burning up hay. Oh, that's too bad. Well, goodbye, Bessie. Goodbye. One down now. We'll wait for Bessie. Oh, real thing. Yes, yes. The roast is okay. Oh, that's good. But I gotta go now, Bessie. My bath is running over. And you know how that guy downstairs complains. Oh, okay. Goodbye, Bessie. Goodbye. <laughs> 
National Bank. Mr. Cougat, please. Oh, I'm sorry. Mr. Cougat is gone for the day. Are you sure? Why, yes. He left with another gentleman. Said he was going to show him the town. Oh, darn. Two ladies gone. Oh, what do we do now? Get out the marshmallows, Katie. I think I'll set house on fire. Hey, Liz, where are you? In here, Corey. Oh, well, I just stopped by to tell you I got rid of Roscoe Miller for you. I dropped him on a corner downtown. Oh, why didn't you drop him into an open manhole? Uh-oh. What happened? Well, apparently Roscoe wandered into the bank and met George, and Mother's little helper is bringing him home to dinner. Oh, no. Oh, yes. And you've got to go find him and head them off, or, or we'll have to keep up this crazy Adolph Jensen business all night. But where can I find them? I don't know, but find them. Go to all the points of interest. Places you'd show an out-of-town guest. Say, that's a good idea. I haven't seen half those places myself. Well, Mr. Miller, here we are. Wait a minute. You live here? Well, yes. I thought you looked familiar. Oh, I've got wonderful news for you, son. What? <laughs> Welcome home, Adolph. Adolph? Yes, Adolph, or George, as you call yourself. Now, i got something to tell you, son. Before you go into that house, you should know something. You have a wife. Should hope so. I had one this morning when I left the house. Now, George, it only seems like this morning. Actually, it was seven years ago. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, well, this must be confusing to you, my boy. Now, don't worry. Just walk into that house. Your loved ones are waiting for you, Adolph Jensen. <laughs> this is going to be the happiest day in your life. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Look. I'll open the door and, show, door and show you. I'm not Adolph Jensen. I'm George Cougar. Hello, honey. Adolph, welcome home. <laughs> what is this? Come on, baby, give me a kiss. No, Adolph, that's not your wife. The other one is. <laughs> Although I can't say I blame you. <laughs> Say, what's the matter with all of you? Why do you keep calling me Adolf? Because that's your name. You've been sick. You've had amnesia for seven years, and now you're well again. And Katie's your wife. Now I'm sick again. <laughs> Say, what is it? Now, Adolf, we're trying to help you. Help you remember the past. First of all, what about the children? The children? Yes, Adolph, you remember the children. I haven't got any children. Oh, yes, you have. How many was it? Seven. Six. 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 <laughs> I'll take it, Katie. Six. Well, if I have so many children, where are they now? Don't you have them? No, I don't. What have you done with them? Think, Adolph, think. <laughs> Look, my name isn't Adolph. I'm George Cougar. Is that clear? Well, you does seem rather positive, Katie. Are, are you sure this is Adolph? Uh, does he have any identifier marks, tattoos, moles, warts, strawberry marks? And... <laughs> no, I don't think he has. Oh, yes, he does. He's got a darling mole on his left knee. Yes? Oh, I mean, yes, he has. <laughs> if Liz says so, that's right. 
I'm sick and tired of all this. I don't know what kind of a game you're playing, but I'm not Adolf Jensen. I'm George Cougat. I have no children. I'm married to Liz, and Katie's the maid. But he's in worse shape than I thought. <laughs> I'll get it. Buck up, old man. Are you feisty? Oh, Corey. Hi, Liz. Step out here. I want to explain things to you. Now, don't give us away. You see, somebody has come back. Oh, Corey. Am I glad to see you. Come in here. You're just in time to save my life. Now, listen, Miller. This is my best friend. He's known me for years. He'll tell you who I am. Why, Adolf, don't you recognize him? Look who's here. Your oldest son. Corey, say something. Didn't it, George? Roscoe never knew the difference. Katie's pride was saved. Nobody was hurt, were they? I guess not, Liz. I'll have to admit, the old codger gave me a big order for some bonds. Oh, he did? Yeah. Well, then maybe I can have that new fur coat. Can I, George? George? Can I? Why don't you answer me? Who are you, lady? I'm Adolph Jensen. <laughs> All right, I don't want the fur coat. Hi, Liz. Oh, you. <laughs> no, I was just fooling. Come on, give me a kiss. Well, give me a kiss. What's the matter, Liz? I'm not Liz. I'm Mrs. Jensen. You are? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Turn off the lights, Adolf. <laughs> My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning was produced for broadcast in the Frankfurt studios of the American Forces Network Europe by Air Force Sergeant Dave Scofield. Specialist Brad Scott speaking. Join us next time for My Favorite Husband, 